Welcome to episode 15 of the Takes from the Logo podcast. I'm Jonah Middleton here, Brian Purdy, and Theo Mandelbaum. Uh, we've got our postseason episode. Um, we're going to be play, uh, covering awards, playoffs. We're recording this on April 14th. So that would be – is the play-in game tonight for – Tomorrow. Okay, tomorrow is going to be the play-in for the eight seed. So we're recording – after the Timberwolves have advanced and after the Nets have advanced, and we're going to wait. Um, we're going to wait till the Pelicans tomorrow. advance. And, yeah, we'll see. Right. Yeah. Pelicans, which I don't know how you're a fan of the Pelicans now. Because I'm a Saints fan, you know, and I went to a game. You know, I've been a fan since day one, A1, day one. You know, definitely not because the Wizards are struggling, and I want to at least have two mid-market teams, right, that I'm a fan of. Mid-market. And then eventually – sorry, I'm stuck on mid-major college guy. And then once one of them is good, once one of them is good, I can say, oh, yeah, you're loyal. You know, no one will question me being a bandwagon because eventually one of those two got to be good, right? Other than the fact that you just said it on camera and now it's out there. (laughs) Well, not eventually. It doesn't – nothing needs to happen, (laughs) Brian. Yeah, no, we're already insane. Like, I mean, mean, you you probably can call me a bandwagon now. So Pelicans versus Clippers for the eight seed. I kind of hope you all lose now. Y'all don't say sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah, I hope the Pelicans lose. And then we have Cavs versus Hawks, which will also be an interesting game. Um, Do we want to start off with continuing the playoff talk or going to awards? Let's do awards. Okay. I don't have anything in front of me. I just wrote mine down like 30 seconds ago. I just have them in my mind. I've thought about them enough. I just Googled the um, ranking or the uh, votes. Well, I think the easiest one to get out of the way is six minute of the year, Tyler Hero. Probably should be unanimous, but people are going to probably vote. Some other guys that aren't even really eligible, but, I mean, it's Hero. I think it's pretty obvious. Yeah, I mean, in Hero, I feel like we get benefit of the doubt from people anyway, or at least fans. Right. So. Do we want to – let's do Coach of the Year. That's not really exciting. Coach of the Year. Mm-hmm. So, I I have Monty Williams mm-hmm. because he didn't win it last year, because Thibodeau mm-hmm. won it when – Monty probably should have gotten it. So, like, if Monty didn't get it last year and then doesn't get it this year and Taylor Jenkins gets it, then that's, like, double snub. So I feel like Monty kind of needs it this year. You know what I mean? I have Taylor Jenkins. I don't think it's a snub. And I'm also not going to – I don't like going into awards with the mentality of, like, oh, well, last year this happened, so I'm going to do – I'm going to try to make up for that. Um, That's a very good Suns team and a team that's – coming off a finals run, and they've been better than I expected, but I don't think they've, like, drastically exceeded expectations. Meanwhile, the Grizzlies are the two seed, have been spectacular in, like, 20-plus games without their star player. Um, And just as a unit, they've seemed really cohesive, and they've had guys step up. And I'm not going to, like, sit here and say, Monty Williams is a bad pick, because it's not. He would probably be my number two behind Taylor Jenkins, though. Yeah, no, I like I'm straight up split, just because, um, because like you said, how the Grizzlies have been so good even without their stars, right? Especially when I look at a coach of the year, I look for a team, or look for a coach of a team that didn't rely on stars or players from other teams to make them good. Like he made his own players, like Desmond Bain, Dylan Brooks, Ja, he made them good. But I feel like you can also say that about Monty. And I mean, the only reason I'm picking Monty is just be, picking Monty Williams is just because. The Suns have just been incredible. They've been the best team in the West. 
ever since the Warriors fell off a little bit with Curry's injury. They've also had a lot of guys miss games too. Mm-hmm. JB Bickerstaff would be up there for me. They kind of skidded at the end of the season. Yeah, when and I think if they avoided that, he would he would be up there. Um, I probably they were on track to be like twenty games better yeah. than projected, and I think weren't they like sixteen or seventeen games better? Like even with the skids, so they would have been like twenty two or something games better. Probably is what they were on track to be. Yeah, I I don't. He would probably be in my top three because of how well they did earlier in the year. Um. Ime Udoa also deserves credit for their turnaround. So there's just a couple of guys I would give my flowers to. But I'm going to go Jenkins. That's the thing. is like Williams would be my second. The thing about, like, Udoka is that you can say that they the turnaround during the season is really good for the Celtics. But at the same time, if you struggle for part of the season, that still counts towards the award. No, it does. But I think it actually says more about a coach who – can rally his team towards the end of the season and make a push than it does a coach who started off really strong and kind of started to fall off towards the end. I think being able to like rally a team and convince them to buy in as much as the Celtics have and make that improvement is a lot more tough than starting off the season really strong. And, um, Oh, like the wizards eventually. Yeah. So, I mean, y'all are just an exaggerated Cavaliers team. Um, <laughs> so no, I, I coach of the year is tough because I don't feel like after the day they announce it, nobody cares. Yeah, and Monty Williams has already been announced, so it doesn't even really matter. And like no one talks. I mean, people will be like, Greg Popovich is the greatest coach of all time, but no one really cares about ranking coaches all time. So this right, like this accolades thing for coaches is kind of. I don't know. It's kind of it seems pointless in the grand scheme of things, but it's you just still have to give them their credit. There's been a lot of like I don't know, teams that have come out of nowhere this year, not necessarily nowhere, but they've exceeded expectations. I think the Grizzlies are one of those teams. The Suns to a lesser degree, the Cavaliers obviously. The Celtics turnaround, I think you could say was um surprising and so i think it tends to go to guys like that too people forget just because they started off so well people did not expect the warriors to be people had the warriors as like the six and seven seed a lot of people did they have been as much as people are like oh steph curry's mvp season fell off and oh they haven't been as good as they were at the beginning of the season they are still much better than a lot of people expected overall this year nick nurse could also be a guy that maybe i see receiving votes considering Toronto's the five seed now. Um, and they've also looked really cohesive as a unit without having like a high-level star. Um, so, yeah, that's like six guys I think that I named that are all deserving of Did you it. say Spolstra? I didn't. You could put him up there. I don't. Feel, I feel like he would be in tier two yeah. for this award. And he, I mean, he's at the top of it, though. And it's you kind of expect Eric Spolstra to also produce mm-hmm. a team that's really, really good. Um, and they've got a little bit more star power than some of these other teams. Do we want to go defensive player of the year or rookie of the year? Rookie of the year. Okay. I know who your pick is. You know who my pick is. Because he does I all the things. Because I said it at the beginning of the year, and he's the front runner right now too. I'm so happy with myself <laughs> for getting that pick right. 
I can't remember the last time I made a pick at the beginning of the season or before the season. We've seen nothing yet from the season. And I made this pick, right? That's the fir- I think that's the first time I've ever done that. I'm going to – I'm not going to stop talking about it. So <laughs> no. Scotty Barnes is my pick. But actually, seriously, though, the reason why I'm picking him over Evan Mobley is, first off, Cade Cunningham being injured and then starting off slow after the injury is the only reason why he's number three out of those three guys for me. But then Mobley is two, and I put – Scotty Barnes just over him because, uh, first off, the Cavs, people talk about Mobley's defense a lot, but when the Cavs' defense fell off, kind of when Jared Allen went out, it it took a little bit of his defensive. I mean, it made me view his defensive value a little bit lower than I did before, and Scotty Barnes also is a little more versatile on offense, like handling the ball and playing more more positions, which doesn't usually matter at an award, but when you're looking at a rookie, it's impressive for a young guy to do that, if you know what I mean. And that just kind of stood out to me. I have Mobley written down. And honestly, my only reasoning for that was so that I don't know what you have. You may have Barnes as well. I had a feeling everybody was going to say Barnes. And so the only reason I have Mobley is so that there's some kind of uh, variety in that. Um, I think the biggest critique is, like you said, um, the Cavs went through a stretch with some injuries and Jared Allen went out and their defense kind of collapsed a little bit or it wasn't as good. Um, And so that made a lot of people, I think, reassess Mobley's defensive impact. Um, I don't know. I just – there's something that draws me towards Mobley more than it is Barnes. I don't really know what it is either. Um, but I don't, again, this is another award where as long as you have one of those top three guys, you can't really make an incorrect um, pick. Like, I don't, mm-hmm. I'm not going to get mad or even argue against Scotty Barnes. And if yeah. somebody had Mobley or Cade, I would do the same. I, I would be fine with a three way tie this year if that's what they want to do. I see. Yeah. I'm going to make a three-way tie. No, I'm kidding. I'm going to go with uh, Scotty Barnes. Um, even though I personally believe that Evan Mobley, like overall, I mean, it's hard to compare them as players, but I can even say Mobley personally is a better player. But again, like rookie of the year, you know, Scotty Barnes being great the entire year. And even with Mobley's injuries, as much as, you know, that sucks to decide a rookie of the year race, um, in my eyes at least, I just overall believe Scotty has performed better over the course of this year from game one to game 82. Also Mobley, I think the reason why, like what you're saying, Brian, a lot of people think he might be the better player. And he also, you said you were kind of drawn to Mobley a little bit. It's probably because he's smoother than Scotty Barnes, like his post moves. And I mean, maybe not driving, but like when he gets into the paint, he just looks really smooth and really nice with the ball. And sometimes Scotty Barnes looks a little bit more out of control, I would say. So that's probably what that is. Yeah. I'm, I'm just glad that we're having races this year other than six minute of the year that are very competitive. And I feel like for most of these, there's been other than six minute of the year, there's been three people that you could argue. Right. And there's been three people that you can't say are incorrect picks. Like, um, 
And I think that's good for the league, obviously. A lot of years I would be like, I'm going to be mad if this person doesn't win the mm-hmm. award because I genuinely think they deserve it the most by a lot, but by a very good amount. And this year it's literally just six man of the year, mm-hmm. and the rest I don't, I can't be mad about anyone else. I feel like so many people, I think everybody who talks about NBA basketball that's not getting paid by like ESPN or something would say that there's so much emphasis on these awards and like getting your pick right and having a set number one. And if anybody else says that and they're wrong, it's pretty stupid, honestly. I don't know why that I get, I get why there's a lot of emphasis on who wins, but in situations like this, there's not a right or wrong answer. As long as you meet like the bare minimum of three guys or whatever. And I mean, I'm sure I would love to have a year where there's five or six guys that you're arguing for. Um, but just the mentality of like, it's this guy or it's nobody is stupid. And I'm tired of listening to conversations about why somebody doesn't deserve it mm-hmm. instead of why somebody does. And I feel like NBA media and sports media as a whole pushes for those conversations instead of actually being reasonable. But that's why I like this, because we can be reasonable. Yeah, Unless you start yelling right now. I mean, sorry, I'm not a little six-year-old kid outside yelling at his mom. Apologize. <laughs> sorry you're not Stephen A. Smith. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, because that's all they care about. They care about the clicks. They care about the views, you know, because they get views. Oh, Stephen A. and uh, Except Max Kellerman had a yelling fight over we, his. We may have to talk about the NBA 2525 list. Because that was also. Awesome. First take doesn't even get a lot of views anymore. They got rid of no. Max, and now it doesn't get a lot of views. Yeah, because that's really all they. It's not a good show. It's not. Honestly, I've been saying this for a while. Actually, I'm not even going to say this. We don't want to get into this conversation. We're not going to talk about ESPN and ESPN analysts right now. No, but we're going to end it with. They're terrible. And Adam Schefter did what Adam Schefter did. And we'll that's a whole that. different thing. That's not even a I, that, that's that, like, that just pisses me off more than anything. I Man, I can get a whole long tangent about that. But we can we're move on to defensive player. Yeah, on the, the note of that. Yeah. Thanks. Sorry, I like that. Thanks that, for the that, great that's like, transition. Sorry, that's like the only way we can Let's move on without it. me just like, you know, going to fall in like yelling around on how Adam Schefter is not a great person. But, you know, we'll, we'll save that for another time. So on that note, defensive player of the year – I have Mikael Bridges, I, and it's more so because I want a perimeter guy to win it who's not Patrick Beverly, and he's also played every single game this year, and the Suns have been incredible on both sides of the ball. And to be the guy who hasn't missed games when CP has, Aiton has, Booker has, and to be that defensive anchor, um, I think he deserves a lot of credit for that. And he, he's an underrated player, I would say, in terms of the grand scheme of NBA basketball. And I think in the playoffs, people will end up seeing just how good he really is and how obviously how good the Suns are. Um, personally, I mean, this isn't my pick, but I think if you're going to choose a perimeter guy, I would choose Marcus Smart mm-hmm. as my top perimeter guy this year. But Mikel Bridges has been great too. I just feel like the Celtics – have been running the thing about the Celtics is that they run a defense where Robert Williams plays as the help guy, right? And this was for when their defense was historically great. Robert Williams plays as the help guy, and the rest of the perimeter guys kind of like rotate and follow their man, mm-hmm. and then Robert Williams helps over. And I think that puts a lot of pressure on Marcus Smart to be great 
when you don't have that you don't have like a Rudy Gobert guy sitting in the paint because sometimes Robert Williams would be over there and then it gets passed to the other side of the court and that's where Marcus Smart is. So I feel like he had the most pressure and the most responsibility as a perimeter guy this year. But my pick would be honestly Giannis just because he's so good. Like my pick was going to be Robert Williams and then he Mm -hmm. got hurt. So now my pick is Giannis because he's pretty much he pretty much does what Robert Williams does. They play the same role in terms of that health guy that I was just saying and forcing so many turnovers and so many tough shots off of their length and jumping ability. So I pretty much picked Giannis because Robert Williams was my pick until he got hurt and they play a similar role. See, like I mean I have three guys up here that I'm like really indecisive about. Like you know Marcus Smart obviously, you know he Means a lot to them. Means a lot to that Celtics team, and I can even even think you should give Bam some credit. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think again with the you know being the one seed and how much he's contributed to that team. But I'm gonna piggyback off what you said, Jonah, and I'm gonna pick Macau Bridges. Um, I looked at something earlier today where it said Macau hasn't in his three years at college and four years in the NBA, he has not missed a single game. Insane. That's that's something you just can't teach, and that's something I value so much in someone who is consistently injury prone. Being able to <laughs> being able to have a guy that you can rely on day in and day out to go find some wing and just lock him up is something you can't ask. You you can really can never plan for, and is something that makes the Suns the best team in the league. And so I'm going with the Cal Bridges. Again, I, like I said, there's no incorrect pick here, which I really like. I wish we had more people here today. We are kind of lacking. Um, See, I'm surprised that Mikkel Bridges got the majority to me. Like, I'm surprised. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I think Connor probably would have voted for Ant um, <laughs> for no reason other than the fact that he plays for the Timberwolves. I feel like Connor no, would have actually voted for Jaron Jackson Jr. Like, I think that's his defensive player of the year pick. That's but, interesting. Oh, when we do playoffs, I have Connor's picks on my okay. phone, so I'm going to have to send them to you when we take a break. But, you can just say them, too. Well, no, but they're on my phone, and I'm recording them oh. on my phone. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Never mind, never mind. Okay, cool. We can do that, um, I guess. After the MVP next- is, yeah. the, is the only one we have left. Again. Three guys you could pick, and I don't think anybody's incorrect here. I think we all have the same MVP. I feel like we do. Unfortunately, I think we do. <laughs> okay, who do you have? I have Jokic. Okay, I have Jokic. I unfortunately have Jokic. <laughs> it's like, it's like the, we should we should switch this up then. Well, you do you want to make the case for Jokic? We're, we're, we're doing we to do should like, all assign ourselves Jokic and Bead or Giannis, and one of us is, has to make the case. We don't. I don't know if we – I mean, we can do this, but I don't know if we need to because I feel like everyone knows the case for each guy. Like, it's been so yeah. publicized that do we all need to pick a different That's guy true. to make the case? I don't know. And Unless you want to go, yes. who's your two and three? Two is Embiid and three is Giannis. I would say the same. I kind of just want to give Embiid his flowers at some point I... for the past two seasons. I – I know I said I don't like transferring the last season into the net or into this one, but he's been so good, and the fact that he's been on the court and has kind of kept their team alive 
and isn't going to technically get any like legacy awards for it uh, sucks. I mean, yeah, but someone has to win it. I oh yeah, no, I'm not. I don't think that's like even really. He'll get all that NBA much of it. Yeah, that's true. Team because he should. Jokic should and beat can both be forwards this year. He, no, I'm that's gonna go, a whole different the I'm positions gonna, thing. Yeah, I'm gonna go against you. I'm gonna say Giannis and then Embiid. Okay. Okay. Why do you say Giannis second? I'm just wondering because we have to have something to talk about. Well, I think one of the things I really hate about voting, especially the MVP, is voter fatigue. Like that, I just genuinely think that just sucks. Like, I mean, you're talking about like giving Embiid like flowers as brownie points, you know? Like that's great, you know? Embiid has been great. Brownie points. But, but if you think, about, I mean, again, I mean, the Bucks are what a tiebreaker ahead of the Sixers, you know? The team success is relatively the same, and. You know, Giannis overall, I feel like it's just led a up in like a team. Like the Bucks started off just you know not that great. They were out of the playoffs or like playing for a while, and then just skyrocketed to the top. Um, I don't want to say that he's rallied the Bucks because you know yeah. it's you know they're still a top team no matter what, even if they start slow. But I just think overall he's he's just Giannis. He's performed really well, and I mean statistically he's been slightly better than Embiid, not by much. You know, it, it's again it's really close. You can toss it up either way. But it's just the again the meaning that he, he has to the team, you know. Um, Embiid, I don't want to say I don't know if you can say he has more help than Giannis. I, mean, I, don't, I don't think Embiid has more help. They just won the championship. How would the Sixers have more I don't on their team either. than the Bucks? Or for the majority of the season, they haven't. I mean, I've I've did was Middleton or wasn't Middleton or Bullock? I mean, people both have of been, them were both injured, of them but, had injured, but at the, at the same time, no, I was saying Chris Middleton, Middleton and Drew Holiday. I'm saying both of them okay. have had injuries. But at the same time, the Sixers have had like Tobias Harris and Tyrese Maxey and Seth Curry before trading for Harden, and it's like mm-hmm. that's not a lot of help. I bet. Mm. I mean, because I mean, I gotta give like again, like you were saying before, like I gotta give them beat a lot of credit for still like, you know, leading that Sixers team even with all the crazy stuff that was going on with Ben Simmons. But you said his name. Why? No. 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 So we're good. I'm joking. I'm joking. Um. But I just I, I think statistically Giannis has just been better that's than fair. Embiid. That's really my that's really where I'm trying to go with this. Is as much as you can give it to Embiid for the things that he's done, maybe like personally with the team, or you know, because Giannis has been top three, top two for the past four years. Um, but just statistically he's better. It's my only reasoning here. The team the team success is exactly the same. I'd say you could even say the Bucks are game better if they don't bench everybody in the final game, except for except for Drew Holiday for six seconds. <laughs> my argument, I mean, I don't even have this on my list, but if I were to argue Giannis over Embiid, I would say the versatility, like what they do for the team, because it is most valuable player that's valuable to the team is Giannis's ability to play on the perimeter, even though Embiid's like for a size, he's insane at handling the ball and stuff and moving, but Giannis is still very good at that. Yeah. But Jokic, the thing that stands out to me for Jokic is like, obviously his offense is insane, like his scoring and rebounding and passing, but we all know that. But like his defense this year has been much better. Mm-hmm. It really has. Because I guess he's just getting really good at learning where to position himself. And he's not – like you can't make the liability – argument anymore he's not even close to a liability in defense the mvp got better this year yeah like the the player who won mvp last year got better which i guess you could say the same thing about 
all three of these guys, honestly, they've all gotten better each season. I feel yeah, like, but typically, when they're healthy, typically if you win MVP the year before and then get better, you win the MVP next right. year. Like Curry in twenty fifteen, yeah, won the MVP the next year when he got better. So yeah, I mean, my another one of my main cases with Jokic is just how much he's backpacked the Nuggets to the mm-hmm. sixth seed. Yeah. Losing MPJ near the beginning of the year, even though MPJ was playing not that great, averaging around like 12 or something like that, and Jamal Murray being out for the previous the entire time. And, you know, when your second best scorer – I mean, when your second best scorer is Will Barton, you know, <laughs> like that's not a six seed. If you that's, Well, that, the record is not much worse than like the Bucks and the Sixers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it, in terms of record, it's really – They're three games worse than the Bucks. Yeah. Three games worse than the Sixers. Bucks and Sixers yeah. are tied. Yeah, I mean. And they are five games out of the three seed. Right. In the West. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got a couple minutes. Uh, five games worse than the Warriors, like you said. One game worse than the Jazz. Four worse than Dallas. Like, I mean, they're up there with all those teams. Um, yeah, I'm just saying, if you don't have Jokic on that team, I, I'm I like – I'm looking at a 20-win team here. Still better than the Lakers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> Thank God they're out of this whole con- – like, we haven't had to talk about them once, and now we are, so let's – Sorry, never okay. mind. Sorry, sorry. Never sorry. mind. So, yeah, I think that's all of our picks. I don't know if there's any other awards that – Not that Executive of the year. No, I'm mm. kidding. I don't. I actually don't know who I would even oh. pick for that. So interesting. <laughs> okay, let's move on to the playoffs. Yeah. All right. Okay. We'll be back in just a second. We'll give you all some playoff picks. All right, let's start off with the East or West. Which one do we want to go with? The West. <laughs> okay. Uh, very indecisive. Yeah. I was going to make the same Kanye uh, – or Theo's Kanye West joke that we had we in, the previous cut. But last we had time, in the last, previous cut recording, but, you know, it's fine. We'll last time on. I said Kanye West, you guys didn't – did you not realize that? No, I because there's a Kanye well, East. I thought you were just saying it to say it. No, not, I like, was this saying it I like I want to – Start in the Kanye West, like in the Western Conference. Oh, man, there's Kanye East, Kanye West. You know, we could never know. You never know. Okay. All right. So um, let's. Anyways, should we just pick our playing winner, Clippers versus Pelicans? I have the Clippers. Yeah, Clippers. Clippers. I mean, I'm split, honestly. Oh, I mean, no, see, to be, I'm going to be biased and pick Pelicans, even though I think it's a toss up either way. I just think the Pelicans are really hot right now. This is the I've strongest seen. bias I've heard anybody have for a team they just became a fan of. Okay. A week ago. Okay, well, you can't. If the Pelicans <laughs> beat the Clippers, you cannot say that is outrageous. You cannot say that is unlikely. Crazy. I just think. I mean, yeah, it's unlikely, but I'm still gonna have a bold. But why prediction. are you split? Why am I split? Because the Pelicans are really hot right. Uh, really hot right now. <laughs> I, I, you can't, you, I said the same said that thing three times in twenty seconds, and I can't ignore it. <laughs> I can't ignore because, it. Because to be honest, that's really the best. But who on the Pelicans? CJ McCollum, McCollum, CJ, and. Damian Lillard's big brother, you know, he's just—I mean—he's been incredible. Just even when I when I watch the, just let me try to figure out a way that I could pick the Pelicans, okay? Okay. Just, <laughs> he's strategizing. Because I mean, well, when I watched the Trailblazers game, what when it was Pelicans versus Trailblazers, is it the Trailblazers and they were starting CJ Ellaby? Yes, <laughs> but everybody on that Pelicans team. Was playing really well and shooting really well, and even against the Spurs, they were all playing really well. Did we fold a little bit in the third quarter? Yes. We stop saying we. <laughs> the way he looked at me, and said, "CJ Ellaby." 
<laughs> dead. Drew Eubanks. Don't don't even say that name. I he dropped twenty on us. Okay, you know what? Us. Oh my god! Stop. You know, actually, we should invalidate you from any Pelicans talk because right. we're gonna pick the Suns to beat whichever team wins. This. Oh, for sure. Yeah. All right. The Pelican the Pelicans are gone in four if they win. I'm not trying to decline that. I'm not trying. Like I am not as biased. I'm not that biased. <sighs> Right, next pick. Let's just go down the bracket. Dallas, Utah. This one is so tough. Wait, why are we starting with Dallas, Utah? We already picked Suns. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we did pick Suns, but let's do it like in how many games? Four or five. Probably. Four or five. Connor, Actually, I can see the Clippers taking it to six. They could, but I still wouldn't choose it. I'd say four or five. PG 13 has one good game, put it in five. Connor has Suns in five, too. So we've got Connor's picks right here. Got him the first. Got round. him right here for the first round. We're gonna go through but the whole playoffs, but we've only got Connor's first round picks. But if you ask Connor, you'd say Pelicans. He literally has Suns in five against LAC. Dang it! <laughs> you tried it. It was a good effort. So Dallas and Utah. I oh, I don't know, bro. I've got Utah in seven because I don't feel like. Oh wait. I just haven't seen this Luka versus everyone offense get the get the Mavericks anyway. Well, here's yet. news from two hours ago. Luka's expected to miss game one. Oh, shoot. And potentially game two. So I'm going to go Utah in six then. Mm-hmm. If Luka's missing games, Connor and I have a $5 bet with each other. I have... Jazz, he has Mavs, but the bet's off the table if Luca doesn't play, so I guess we will not be having that bet anymore. But I choose Jazz in six. I actually agree with that. If Luca doesn't play those first two especially, I'll go Jazz in six. I think I'd take them in seven if he does play, but if I'll just say that series goes to seven if he plays because I don't know which team wins. I can't pick one. Yeah. They're very different teams. I I also agree with that. I I got Jazz in six. Um, I could if Luca misses the first two, I could even potentially see that going in five, maybe. Um, if Jazz get up two zero on the road at Dallas, like in Dallas, they get up two zero, and then they could take three one and then win one more in Dallas and go four one. Uh, Luca seems like the type of dude to come back late in the series and just take two games. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then no, it totally shifts the entire like, series. Everyone's like, whoa, but then it just doesn't work out. Yeah. I could see it working out, too, though. I could see could. the Jazz going up 2-0 and, like, trying to get some momentum, and then Luka comes back and everything changes. Yeah, and that's why I think that's why I think it will be in six, and, you, like you said, you'll get those two games, and the entire offseason will be free Luka, free Luka, and that'll be the major story. That's what it's been. I mean, that's what it was after last year, pretty much. Yeah. Not free Luka, but it was, like, everyone talked. And it's true. Their team is pretty much just – Luca and some guys versus the other team. Luka, and that's why I don't trust him to come back and take four games because it literally is him taking four games. It's not the Mavs. It's just him. Also Spencer Dinwiddie, who's been really, really good for them. I'm telling you, yeah. dude, I know you said that to get on my nerves. <laughs> I'm. This is my prediction. We go in the playoffs. Dinwiddie shoots like 31, 32% from the field. And everyone's like, oh, so this is why the Wizards traded him. <laughs> because that's what he did for us. Bold prediction. Spencer Dinwiddie averages single-digit points for the entire series. I like Wizards fans a lot. <laughs> I, 
Now, here's the thing. I'm just <laughs> really thing. If you're, if you're going to cause turmoil passive. and toxicity in our locker room, then get traded and then talk trash about our team in all the interviews and everything, I'm not going to like you. What do I you don't mean? expect you to. I just think it's funny. I mean, especially when he shot so awful for us. Mm. He played so hype. So, he played so bad. We were so excited for him, too, at the beginning of the year. I know. Yeah. And, and he played so awful. So I can't, after watching that for most of the season, I can't expect him to do well in the playoffs. But, I mean, I'm even looking at, like, outside of Luka, a team that could really help him and even keep the first two games close, is the best point guard on that team, Jalen Brunson. <laughs> I think he can – he'll be a like good second fiddle to Luka to at least – he'll be the best form of help, I think, and can keep those first uh, two games, you know, looking like NBA games, not like – and be like the Utah Jazz versus I don't know a college team. <laughs> so did you the, the Jazz too? Yeah, Jazz and six. Okay, yeah. So we all got the Jazz. If Luca doesn't play, that's a big if, and then I'm sure that'll be a big storyline throughout the playoffs. I feel like if he does come back, though, depending on when that is, I could legit see the series going any way in any number of games. I don't. I don't feel like there's a wrong pick for this series. Yeah even when you get as specific as games are. Um, moving down the bracket, you have Golden State, 3C versus 6C, Denver. I'm going to take Golden State. Ooh. I, it's in six or seven. I'm taking Golden State in six. I I just don't see how the Nuggets can – or, correction, Jokic can outplay the Warriors. It's the same way that I feel about Luka. I yeah. don't yeah. think Jokic will play out, out – or outplay – Golden State's whole team, the same way I don't think Luka will outplay the Jazz's whole team. I'm going to take Golden State in six. For a whole series, obviously. I could see it going seven, though. Connor's got some variety, though. Connor says, well, Connor for Mavs, I mean, he says if Luka plays, then Mavs in seven against Utah. But he said if Luka plays at all. So he thinks even if Luka misses the first two games, I guess that Mavs will take it in seven. That's wild. But, um, he has Nuggets in seven against Golden State. Connor, I know we're coming off March Madness, but you don't have to choose the upset there, man. How much of an upset is that, though? Six versus three with... But, I mean, we just talked about it. It's not that big of a difference between the two. And I don't know. I don't feel like if that one went the Nuggets' way, I wouldn't be as surprised, but I think, as other people. Also, would if that one went, like, Warriors in five and it looked mm-hmm. pretty easy for them, That's I wouldn't true. be surprised either. Because that's the thing when you're picking an up like an upset like that. I mean, do I think the Nuggets can upset a top team? Yes, but I don't think it's the Warriors. The Warriors are way too yeah. experienced for that, especially know, since they're supposed to get Curry back game one, and they Clay has kind of been breaking out recently. Like last few games of the season, he did well, and I know everyone seems to do that, but I don't know. It's nice to see Clay making a lot of shots, mm-hmm. yeah. like just just shooting efficiently, dropping a lot of points especially going into the playoffs, and then you get Curry back. And when they had Curry and Draymond both fully healthy, like before Draymond got injured, early in the really season, good. they looked really good. So I'm still – I mean, I still think Nuggets take two games, but – But, I mean, to be fair, the one reason why I think the Nuggets are going to – I still think the Nuggets are going to do better than people think is they're – I mean, they're 25-16 and 16 on the road, which, you know, isn't in- incredible, but that's – a really main thing for again for an upset mm-hmm. when you got to play four games on the road, but it's just I you can't tell me that Steph Curry and Clay Thompson are going to get upset in the first round. I just 
I yeah. can't like imagine that happening and feel right about picking it. Do we all have Golden State and then Connor had Denver? Yeah. All so right. Are you making a bracket that for our? No, I'm just going to keep track of it mentally. Okay. Um, Memphis versus Minnesota. I'm not going to lie. I'm going to take Memphis in five. I'm taking Memphis in five too. Okay. That's my pick. Uh, I'm going to drag it out. Mm, I'm be- I'm between Memphis five or six. But I'll. I think this will be a really fun series. I just don't trust Minnesota to get it done, and why should I? Connor? You can't – this is the one part of the episode I'm glad Connor isn't here for. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And you, and you thought I was annoying about the Pelicans. Yeah, I team <laughs> that you're not even a fan been. of. Imagine Connor with the Wolves. You see, you know, I didn't want us like – I wanted us to be all fans of separate teams. No, we're not going to have okay. this conversation. Let me, we're going to move on. I just want to say – I know. Here's the thing. Connor has Wolves in six, and I know why he says it. Let me tell you because we actually talked about it oh, today in gosh. English class. Another – game y'all have money on or series yeah so five let bucks. me let me explain it to the camera five dollars on this series connor has wolves and i have memphis but it's kind of swayed towards the wolves favor because memphis is the better team if memphis wins in four or five i get five dollars if it goes to six and memphis wins then it's even so no one pays anyone anything but if memphis wins in seven or the wolves win the series then I have to give him $5. If it goes to seven games, I will be so surprised. Yeah. Like, honestly. Yeah. No, see, because with me, I, I honestly was thinking about, I was going to, before the playing game, I would have picked Grizzlies in six. But one thing that I've, at least what I've learned from college basketball, is after a major win, right, if you see that a team is just, you know, you know, like the playing game, like when they beat the uh, Clippers, you know, there was so much energy. Everyone was so excited, you know, like you had Pat Bev going, doing whatever he was doing. And there was just so much energy and everyone was losing their mind. And then they got to turn around and play a seven-game series against the second-best team in the West and arguably the second-best team in the league. I, I, You can't tell me that that team is going to be able to bounce from, you know, all that emotion – to translating it into game wins. You know, I mean, Virginia Tech didn't do that. They started off slow against Texas. Eventually, they warmed up and got good. That's why I think that the Timberwolves are going to win two. And it's they also s- caught Texas in their best offensive night of the year somehow. True. So, okay, but let me, let me present Connor's argument. Oh, no. His argument is that Make it quick. the Wolves are definitely more talented than the Grizzlies, which I disagree with. All right. All right. I disagree. Wait, he actually said that? He told me we were having this argument today. He told me that the Wolves are more talented than the Grizzlies because they have Cat, uh-uh. D'Lo, and Anthony Edwards. And I told him, you guys are not more talented. Because then what he started saying was that Patrick Beverly's defense and his aggression and energy is a talent. So then I told him, if you're going to call that a talent and your players on your team's energy and aggression, then I'll just call the general ball ball movement of all the players on the Grizzlies a talent for each of them, right? Like, why think, can't we call that a talent? I also think Cat is going to struggle in this series. Why can't we if we're against calling, that Grizzlies defense? If we're calling aggression and defensive prowess like that, like if we're calling that talent, we can call anything talent. And in that case, Grizzlies are the better team. They have more talent. How are we going to call Patrick? No, I think it's a talent. How are we going to? It's just not his energy. It's not a talent. No, but being able to do what he does every night. Is talent okay? Like not there's a reason not everybody is able to do that. I just don't. It's not as valuable okay, well, as being ab- able to shoot as well as some of these the guys. The ability, not- the ability to have chemistry with your teammates and do that—that's mm-hmm. a talent, which is what the Grizzlies. Grizzlies have great chemistry. We can call most things a talent, though. 
Like when you talk about talent in basketball, yeah, it's a talented league. When you talk about talent in basketball, generally you mean like ball handling, shot making, like yeah. a lot of no, skills type saying, things. But... You know what I mean? So when he brought that up, I was kind of baffled because originally I thought the only way you win this argument is by talking about Edwards, Cat, and Delo's shot making and and skilled. Like you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's, it's just see, like I don't know how Connor can call like Patrick Beverly's mm-hmm. mental instability like a talent. <laughs> It's like saying Kanye West is a better rapper because he's bipolar. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's uh, I don't know if that's a good comparison, but that's funny. All right, let's just move on to the East. The East, so the play-in game. I've got Hawks taking it over yeah. the Cavs. Mm-hmm. Hawks looked really good, and they did. They didn't catch fire as much as they did last year in the second half of the season, but they did a similar thing where they were much better later in the year and now they looked great in the playing game Cavs struggled on offense the hawks did not struggle on offense <laughs> it really sucks for the Cavs too because i mean without injuries that are in the playoffs for sure mm-hmm. they don't even have to deal with this but yeah i've got the hawks beating them too um which would put the hawks against the heat first round i'm gonna take miami in Ooh. These are very different teams. I'm going to take them at five. I'm going to take – here's the thing. I was going to say that too. Miami and five because, like, based off the the teams alone and what I think about the teams alone, I was going to say Miami and six. And then I thought, thought about kind of the matchup yeah. and the fit where Miami gets a lot of stops. The Hawks have awful transition defense. So Miami gets a stop, runs, and scores most of the time when they get a steal or a block or something, right? So that's where Miami gets most of their points. That's where the Hawks are worst on defense, right? That's a really bad matchup for the Hawks, in my opinion. Well, just a question. Who, do y'all, who would uh, guard Trey Young for that series? Um, Jimmy Butler could. Jimmy Butler could. They could also do, like, um, a sort of a team effort. I'm blanking on their roster. Well, Lowry, Kyle Lowry. Lowry can play defense. They would probably put Lowry up on him to fight over screens and mm-hmm. stuff. And then have Bam and switch onto him and okay. stuff, which yep. would be really difficult. Yeah, I don't know. You can't really. I don't know what Oladipo's defense looks like now. I'm sure it's not great, but I mean, but they're also just a defensive team. Like, yeah, yeah. they have a defensive anchor in Bam, but it's not like the Jazz where they're relying on a defensive anchor for their mm-hmm. entire defense. Um, their entire roster is built with like a defensive mindset and guys that can you know get buckets. So I'm gonna go with Miami five. Any other thoughts before we move on? Um, only thing is, I'm saying Miami in six for uh, no great reason other than I think, you know, the Hawks have um, good playoff experience from last year and everything, right? And also, again, they're 27 to 14 at home. I can see them snagging the uh, third and fourth game or something like that. Um, that's, again, really my only reasoning. But All right. Did we already Connor say Connor had. has Miami in six against either okay. team? He said yeah. against either team, they there you go. Come in six. All right, Philadelphia, Toronto. This is going to be really interesting. This is uh, this may end up being. I'm so actually. Mm, I'm so excited. This, for this I think this will be a top three first round series. I think this will be maybe the best. top. Two. I think this will be the best because here's uh, the thing. There's a, there's if, a series later. In my opinion, if Philly yeah. plays well, sure there is a good series. There, but if Philly plays well, it's fun to watch. If Philly plays bad it's super interesting to watch though like mm-hmm. isn't that that's true is it yeah. not interesting to watch yeah if toronto was locking them up and like picking them it's apart? like if the lakers were actually decent 
when they were losing, <laughs> right. they would still be entertaining, but they were just so abysmal. And I don't know what to expect from Philly. That's why I'm so yeah. intrigued. Also, you never know what Harden is going to put up in a game six that you need to win or a game seven that you need to win. Right. I, I'm also Matisse Thibault will not be playing yep. some of those games on the road, which is when you need them, especially when you're not at home. Um, I'm going to take – this is I, so I, tough. I have my pick, so I'll just say it. If you still have to think, I have Toronto in seven. Talk me into it. No, <laughs> Talk I'm, into I'm it. with you. I'm so with here's you. the thing. I think whatever scheme Nick Nurse and Toronto tries to play on Joel Embiid is going to be crazy. Like it's going to yeah. – they're going to switch it up. Sometimes they'll front him. Sometimes they'll double. Sometimes they'll – go for the steal. I don't know. They'll go for so many different things, and they had the ability to do every single one well. That's the thing. They can switch up the defense and do them all super well. That's why I think that. I mean, I'm not – this might be wrong, but I'm not really concerned about Harden. Like, if I were Toronto, I wouldn't be too concerned about Harden with the way he's been this season. I would be just concerned about throwing Embiid off and throwing, like, multiple types of defenses at him, which, like I said, they can do very successfully. Well, I mean, again, what do you think about guarding Maxi and Harden? I mean, I, again, I know Harden's not as much of a threat, and, and Maxi isn't somebody that's going to just, you know, single-handedly beat you. But Well, they're a great switching team. They're, like, long and tall. and the, Yeah, exactly. And I, if Embiid – the way Philly wins this series is if Embiid can – Make good passes out of the tough situations they put them in because they will put them in tough situations. Yeah, no, I mean, and that was my reasoning for also picking Toronto in seven. Um, only other thing is, just look, they saw. I mean, they're eight and two in their last ten. I know, again, that doesn't mean as much, but I like picking teams that are hot and teams that are, um, again, currently playing well. If you're playing well during the playoffs, that's all that matters. Um, and they have the best last ten of any of these playoff teams. Um, and th- there's really no major weakness that the Sixers can exploit. I'm gonna go Philly in seven. That's fair. just because y'all both picked Toronto. So I'll yeah. throw some variety in there, and we'll cover each team in terms of who we picked to win. Who did Connor have? Connor had Toronto oh. in six. Wow, six. I I think Connor's kind of on the same page as me about whatever defense. Toronto throws yeah. at Embiid will be difficult to counter. This will and be a top three playoff series in the first round. I, I think it will it be. Maybe the best. Mm-hmm. Maybe second. I also just. Oh no, it's top two. Actually. My trust mm-hmm. for Philly, I have no trust in them. There's, I'm trying to think of a reason why you should. Why is there any reason why we can rely on Philly to perform at a certain level? I don't think there is. No. And that's why it's just scary for them. All right. Milwaukee, Chicago. I'm going to take Milwaukee in five. I'll take Milwaukee in five, too. I would say. I really want to see Chicago succeed, but it's just, I don't know. They are not. They have not been great. But then again, Chicago's been kind of getting bodied every time they play a good team. So it could be in four. So Milwaukee in four or five. I don't know. I'm going to get somewhere in that range. I'm saying five. I'm. Also, one thing I think is a big problem for the Bulls, 19 and 22 on the road. Yeah. Not how you win. <laughs> not how you win anything more than – true. Not how you win insane. anything more than one game in a series. Like, um, 
I'll, I, again, it's another one of those where I can see, you know, DeRozan. Um, is Levine still going to be out? I thought he was. I don't know. I have no idea. But either way, that may push it to six. He practiced. If Levine – two days ago. If Levine plays at 90%, maybe we could say six. But I'm going to stick with five for now. Um. Next series, this one is – I don't even know what to pick. I, This one is Nets versus Celtics, and I have Celtics in seven because it's hard for me to pick. I know the Nets haven't had Kyrie the whole season. They haven't had KD, and James Harden was not great for them, but – that's kind of the reason why I'm picking the Celtics because the Celtics are hot and the Nets have not had a lot of great games to play together. Like they have not been able to play together for with their current team for more than like 20 games. Is it even 20? Like, I, I think it's less than that. Exactly. So like that's how much experience you have with your current team and you're going to – in picking them against the team that has been the hottest team in the league the last – 30 games is kind of crazy to me. That's why I'm picking Celtics in six or seven. I just, I, I want to say six. My heart's telling me six, but my mind is telling me that it, it'll be seven. Ben Simmons has also been rumored to re- reportedly be coming back around game four, game six, somewhere in that range. But nobody knows if that's true. Steve Nash has said one thing. Everyone else has said other things. We don't know what's going on with that. Um, I think I can say his. I think his name has been cleared from the "don't say" list because he finally got out of Philly. At least um, there's actually we can actually see him playing under investigation. <laughs> I don't. I genuinely don't know what to pick. You said Celtics in seven. Yeah, I'm gonna go Nets in seven. Connor also has Nets in seven. Okay. I, mean, I don't know if I can pick against KD and Kyrie, dude. At least. I know Boston's defense is so good. He has good offense, too. And the Nets' defense sucks at times. It really I know, does. Dude. And their team is so much better than it was before the Harden trade, I feel like. Just as a unit. I just... I'm going to go Nets in seven. I don't know. This see, is too tough. I hate putting my decision on the man that shall not be named. But I feel like Ben Simmons is, is going to decide this series. I hate to say that. How does coming back like like I said, you've had how many games did you say it was they played together? Did not you look? Much. Not, 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 not even probably less than twenty they, that they've played together as a team already with the team they're going to the series with, mm-hmm. and then they bring back Ben Simmons in game four or five or something. No, because I'm, I'm saying right now it's pretty even, like it's relatively even without Ben Simmons. So I mean, even if Ben Simmons does not contribute half of what he normally does. It's still just they don't even need Ben Simmons to do anything at all. You're, exactly. They no, just need what... him on defense. And I feel like if they can get that, they're fine. I don't know. I just feel like you're looking at this from a 2K, 2K standpoint rather than these teams – rather than looking at the teams overall throughout the season and seeing that one has done something for longer and the other team has barely has any experience. And you're just looking at talent. You're looking at overalls. This is what you're doing. No, I'm not looking at overall. I'm looking at how the Nets have been – you know, I still put them fairly similar. Do I think I think the Celtics team is better, but I can also see Kyrie and KD outperforming I don't know, Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. 
or just end the rest of the Celtics team. You know, I can, I can see that happening and I'm so split on them that the only variable that I can put anything on is Ben Simmons, you know, like, but also at the same time, I mean, cause all the, all the nets, again, all the nets really need is for Ben Simmons to just kind of run around, you know, you could just t- chase Tatum around for a while and he's, you know, he's been working up for a while, but then I think how he played last year in the playoffs, absolutely like just atrocious. Yeah. And I don't want to bet. I don't want to place my bid on that because not only him coming back, but him also being terrible last time he was there. So I have to go Celtics and seven as much as I'm split on this. The problem is that the Nets top two is better than the Celtics top two, but then everything else. Yeah, exactly. Links to the Celtics. I don't know. I don't want to make a pick. I already said Nets and seven, but then you guys talked, and now I'm thinking Celtics and seven. I, I don't know what to do. I mean, we can leave. This it. Go we can leave way. it a split. We can leave it a split. Okay, we're this split. may be the best playoff series. Um, in the first right. round. So, are we moving to the next round now, or how much time do we have left on this? We've only got three minutes left for this segment. Do we want to go into the next round, or do we want to wait? Are we? Do we think we're going to record? After the first that's round, never in like in like that's two not something you want to bet on in like two weeks. I don't really feel like we will. We're gonna have so much going on with graduation. I don't feel and like yeah. jobs and, and proms in two weeks anyway. So yeah. yeah, recording a podcast at prom. <laughs> Could you imagine? We're gonna set up a table that's gonna have a big banner that says "Takes from Logo," and we're gonna be recording a live podcast. Wolf crowd noise. We'll have like the uh, <laughs> like the laugh soundtrack. <laughs> <laughs> Takes from the logo was recorded for the live studio audience. It's a special edition episode. Maybe we're at prom. How would people react though if we went in there? Microphone, camera, everything. What would I? I don't know. It's a social experience. I bet you people would crowd around. People would crowd around and like. Bro, Gideon would do that. People would start talking. I bet. We need we need we need Gideon if we're gonna do it. (laughs) (laughs) Bro. I want to tell the Jack Harlow story from beat We have like uh, a minute and a half. I don't. It's not worth it. I don't think. All right, are we done since close. we picked? The I think. I think we cut this episode and we'll see what we can do. There's gotta be. Or should we just speed run? Actually, we don't have time. No, we don't have time. There's, <laughs> there's gotta be a way that we can. We'll figure it out. Figure, figure something out. Sounds we'll figure thing. it out. Even if we have to record like a few days early. On at, a few days. Right. No, a few days early at any point just to. Like and be like, this team is probably gonna win this series, you know? Like they're up three two and just guess. I don't know. Alright, thank you guys for listening to episode fifteen, the Taste and Logo Podcast. Three man leave today. Are you okay? Sorry, I just dropped my back. Um, two good. Wizards fan with Thunderpin, so all good to- <laughs> I mean I'm still Wizards. All fan. good today. Yeah, so you're not a Pelicans fan, because we choose one team. No, I mean You're a Wizards fan. I'm a Pelicans fan. No, you're not. He's just a person. He doesn't even have I'm an NPC. NPC. <laughs> He's not real enough fandom for any team. Anyway, thank you guys for listening. Make sure you guys are uh, following us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. I don't know how those work. I think it's follow that you use. Um, <laughs> download episodes. Subscribe on YouTube if you're watching that. Leave a like. Maybe a comment. Um, for the playoffs, our social media is going to be really active. So Instagram really is our primary outlet. Um, we haven't really tapped into the other things yet. <laughs> so follow us on Instagram. It's just takes from the logo. Um, for the play-in, we did 
some picks. We had everybody vote on who they're picking. Um, went over some of the final scores. Uh, and we'll, we'll try to be super active on that for the playoffs. And there'll be a lot of things that we get to talk about. Um, lots of voting on players and teams going up head to head in the postseason. And then we'll just do some random fill in the blanks. Are you um, staring at the side of my head? Yeah, sorry. I can't resist. Um, but yeah, that's going to be it. Make sure you do all the good things that I just told you to do, or else. Um, or else next episode, Connor will talk about the Wolves winning for about an hour, even though that happens every episode. Except we'll... the Wolves will lose that series, they will. and he won't yeah. have anything to talk about. Can we agree to not make a podcast if the Timberwolves win the first round? Yeah, we're not. Yeah, that'll, 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 be, <laughs> that'll be. If you don't like, then we'll have to make a podcast episode if the Timberwolves win. That'll be the condition. True. And then you you'll have five to likes, to guys. Wolves. Five of them. Can we, do it? Can sure we do it? Can we do it? I think like. we. Wait, we could do that ourselves. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> right, don't do that. We'll go ten. But, Double digits is good. But, but no, <laughs> five, and we all won't like it. That's fine. Okay. Connor, Connor will still like it. But, yeah. So whatever. Yeah. This has been a two and a half minute outro. Normally they're like fifteen seconds. They've but, definitely clicked off by this point. God dang it. I mean, yeah, but you know, it's still kind of fun to just you know talk and have this all right, again. All right. So like when you, all the people they Stop just like stop. Yeah, we're done. We're done. You know we'll what? See y'all later.